Can we get rid of the term new normal? And I don't think we can. We're trying, but I don't think we can. Okay, for everyone listening to this podcast, please, for the love of God, get the term new normal out of your vocabulary. Hello and welcome to the Are We There Yet podcast, the COVID-19 experience. My name is Max and my fantastic co-host, as always, is the wonderful, irreplaceable Ines. Oof, hi Max. Oof, indeed. <laughs> welcome everyone to this bonus episode, our first ever bonus episode. It's how we get around our conviction to doing an eight-part series. We just label whatever we want to do as a bonus episode. The reason that we're doing it is because our next episode, the mental health episode, has been delayed in recording due to our guest, but I'm very excited to have it on, so I was like, happy to take the time. So we thought we'd do a bonus episode this week, very quick, just talking about one of the other weird nuances that we're seeing coming out of COVID-19, and that is the concept of time and language. And you're sitting there going, time is a construct, Max. What are you talking about? Language is, is you know, whatever. A construct. Exactly. But it's something that is actually changing. And we've been researching some studies recently that show an actual shift in how time is being perceived and how language is being reinvented based off of the back of COVID and the coronavirus experience. So we wanted to delve in a little bit further into this topic, into this quick bonus episode. So thank you for joining us and let's get on with the show. Ines, what can you tell me about time? The history of time and the future of time. No pressure. (laughs) Uh, So much. I have um, a diploma in physics. Uh, Not. (laughs) So so I think that it sounds really scary, no? The topic, if you say, like, what is time? But really, if we ask anyone um, during this lockdown experience, how are you experiencing time? I think it's being very weird for all of us. Like, you ask people and it's like, it's going really fast or it's going really slow or... It's not really going any way. I don't really control it, which is what's happening to me. Like it's it's still March here. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, I, so I've, I have been looking at some studies, and it is confirmed. I mean, Reuters confirmed it. So there you go. Okay, um, time is warping. Why? Because the experience of time for humans. It's governed by the emotions we experience and the actions that we perform, right? So Mm -hmm. right now, we are um, experiencing a lot of emotions and not doing many actions, really. Like, even those of us who are working, it's kind of one single action. I'm I'm just working. And the rest of time is kind of out of control. So how does this work first? The thing is that every time, apparently, that you uh, perceive a novel experience, you get a hit of dopamine. Thank you. We love it. So this hit of dopamine is what jumpstarts the initiation of time in your mind. So, for example, if you look back, you go out on one night and you go, for example, to the pub or to the club or to your friend's house or wherever it is that you go at night. And the night starts at that moment. Right? You start remembering your night from the moment you arrived and you saw something new. Right now, we don't have that, so we are not getting the dopamine hit. So we are not jump-starting the sort of timeline that we are used to expecting. Um, in between that, we are also not performing any extra actions. Like, guys, what are your actions today? It's like waking up, working, or, or not working and sort of going through the day and then then it's dark. It's also summer in the UK, so it gets dark at 10. <laughs> so no, nothing really makes sense. Um, so I think that for all of us, this is at the root of why we are losing track of time. We barely know what day it is. We don't know what time it is. For example, I live with people who are furloughed or not working. And the other day I went out and I said, guys, it's Friday. And they said, really? I thought it was Monday. It, it was not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was not Monday. I do this all the time on my work calls. I start off every work call with like, morning, everyone. Welcome to, welcome to, welcome to, and then someone <laughs> has to interrupt me and be like, Max, it's Wednesday. I'm like, welcome to Wednesday. 
it's just there's that real time displacure of not understanding what kind of day it is, what kind of hour it is, and especially from like a standpoint of evenings and especially weekends kind of bleed into one like weekends always used to be this kind of oh yeah it's the weekend it's saturday like time to get my plans in order but now and i've especially noticed it over the past two or three weeks especially i wake up on a saturday and i go what do i do oh i know it's weird right and it's it's very and then you get kind of sad that it's saturday and there's no structure of a work day like literally i felt this last saturday where i got sad that there was no structure of a work day and that i think bummed me out more than anything else of the whole covid experience i went i have no routine planned for today what the hell am i gonna do sounds really grim thank you for that um so you just kind of have to make one up on the spot but it you know, people, humans are a habit of routine, whether, you know, people want to rebel against that, you know, I don't want to work nine to five and then live for the weekend kind of thing. It's still a routine and it still gives you something to kind of work towards, finish work at five, go out in the evening, or when it gets to Saturday morning, I can go and make plans. I can go hang out with, say, for example, Ines, we can go and do stuff at X location, Y location, and that's all good. I've got that to look forward to, but that's been taken away. Yeah, remember locations? You remember locations? <laughs> I know. I just got my Google timeline today. I have oh. been to two places, my house two? and the park. <laughs> you lucky yes. person. Mine went. <laughs> hey, Max, just want to update you on your Google timeline. You've been to one place this week. Oh, wow. well, have I? <laughs> Thank you for that. It's going to tie the news um, will it? Will it help if I give you a name for what's happening? Please. Yeah, it's called, okay, it's probably going to make it worse. It's called temporal disintegration. Yes, I love this mm-hmm. word. I love this you phrase. Do. It sounds I so sci-fi and cool, but it's not. I know. It sounds like the time-space continuum is melting, but really it isn't. It's just like us being at home. Um, it's apparently the direct result of trauma. Put a pin in that. I'm going to come back to that. Um, and it's also been called by this article on Refinery29, an infinite present. Mm-hmm. Wow, I know, because there are no future plans. Like, what are you doing this summer? Fuck knows. So it's, it's always just today. I know, am I bumming everyone out? Probably. <laughs> um, I'm your bonus episode, everyone. Yeah, do you want to go back to trauma? I feel, <laughs> <laughs> feel better about it. <laughs> So we are all going through a kind of trauma, right? Uh, if we define trauma by I had something and I lost it. Very loose description, I know, but let's like go with it. Um, we are all going through that. And the thing is that studies have shown that bad experiences seem to last longer than positive ones. We all, we all know that. Like mm-hmm. what is longer? Uh, mm, a Monday at work or a Saturday with your friends? I was going to go with a bad breakup and a really good ice cream, but I like yours. That works. Have you ever have you ever broken up as fast as you can eat an ice cream? Yes. Yes, I have. Yes, you have? <laughs> with, with the fallout? Like, okay. Um, so bad experiences seem to us to last for longer than good ones. And this experience, I think we can overall call it bad. Would you, would you agree? Oh, 100%. Yeah. Okay. So it's a bad experience. And the last four months have felt like five years. It's like in children time. Oh, I miss children time. Life was so much easier. Oh, me too. But in regards to... So it's been 107 days by my last count. Wow. I know. Only a hobby. But when you take those three months into account, it's kind of like... March was March was long. March was very long. April felt even longer. April, I think, was the month I struggled the most personally. Yeah. May went very, very quickly. June went very quickly. Mm-hmm. Like literally a blur into one. If you if you go and read my journal right now, I could have just written C previous day on each entry. And it probably would have been pretty similar. Yeah. Um but I'm kinda hoping that July is Yes, we're relaxing rules, and we'll get to that in a second. But uh, May and June just felt like one big blur of blob of time that went very, very fast. I know. I ho- I know. Me too. Me exactly the same. While feeling eternal at the same time, like when it was happening, it felt eternal. Quick quote. 
my grandfather used to say, um, days drag and years fly. Oh. I know. Um, so I have two terms for this. Would you like the cute social media one or the actual one first? I'd, I'd like both. Cute first. Cute first. So <laughs> we're going to go into this again later when we speak about language, but every day in lockdown is called Blur's Day. Blur's Day? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay, so the, the actual phenomenon is they are calling it the quarantine paradox, which is kind of following the example of the holiday paradox. So you go on holiday somewhere and you stay there for 10 days, for example, and they go by really, really fast, but you go back to the office and it's been an age for everyone. They're like, things have happened and like the sun has risen and then fallen and whatever. And you have been on holiday, you haven't realized anything. So that's the quarantine paradox now, only it's happening to every one of us. And I have a quote here from a guy who was a prisoner of the Palestinian guerrillas for a month. And he said, suddenly time becomes a living thing. So for him, he could count like the pace of days by the times that his um, jail keepers, how do you call this? Yeah, I'll go with jail keepers. Jail keepers. Yeah. Um, they they had to pray five times, five times a day. So he could tell those um, sort of time markers, but he couldn't tell how much of the day had passed, of how much of the week or the month had passed. And for him, time had become a living thing. Wow. I would love to talk to someone who has um, served time and, and done things in prison because it'd be interesting to kind of compare their experiences from then to now because it, it is very much that locked in kind of, obviously we've not served time or anything like that we're allowed to do whatever mm -hmm. the hell we want but there's still that kind of element to it as well of just kind of forced experience between people would be really interesting to kind of study yeah yeah it would and i think there is like we haven't gone through that obviously but i think we have the common element of uncertainty so we don't know when this is going to end either we, like the, you, we hear a lot of things, like at first it was 12 to 18 months, that was horrible. Um, now we're waiting for a vaccine or we're waiting for like easing of measures or whatever, but really we don't have any cer certainty of when this is going to stop. So this is giving us like the disintegration of timeline. We don't have anything to look forward to, like we don't say, okay, in three months is going to be summer holidays or in whatever months is going to be, you know, these other milestones. All we have is a general under... What? Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I was just picturing the rest of the world and in England, and I was just like, the rest of the world can do that. I'm speaking to people in Norway, and they're like, yes, we're going on summer holiday. I'm like, oh, good, good for you. Good for you. Have fun with that. But you're right. In this country, it's very not known what's kind of coming. And I had that realization in May where my 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 holidays got cancelled and my trips and my tickets and everything i had planned for the rest of the year is now all cancelled like every everything is now cancelled for the rest of the year mm. and that was that kind of sinking moment of huh there's and i've said this on the podcast before but i didn't i didn't truly believe it so apologies to everyone who is listening um i said that there is no kind of end date for this it's it's just whenever hopefully things are, there there is no clear exit plan of like oh we've hit this target everything back to normal there is no normal unfortunately no normal. um and that really hit me in may and i think that's why june just became this big blub of sadness of just oh, like <laughs> <laughs> no. oh no no i'm kidding um but there is that kind of moment of realization where there's that no consistency of time, of no endpoint and no kind of clear exit strategy that then you accept that kind of fate of like, oh, okay, so this is this is it. Yeah, does it help you at all? I mean, it kind of helps me if you think that this is literally a, a function of humanity being disrupted. So a great part of this is actually biological is how our brain is able to perceive time and the chemicals that it releases to help us cope with sort of the passage of time. So it, um, I, I mean this as a hopeful message. It's, it's literally just us trying to cope. Like whatever our brain is doing to time, it's doing it to help us survive. My brain's doing a terrible job then. 
terrible, terrible job. You're still alive, though. I think it's been great. <laughs> High five. Yay, Love brain. It. Yay, brain. Thank um, you. But it's weird, though. And sorry, I don't mean to be the, the voice of bumming everyone out who's listening to this. Love to you all. But a whole year, literally a whole year. Yes, things might return back to normal in October, November, semi-normalcy. But from January, I remember me personally, like I know a lot of other people didn't take it seriously, but me and a couple of friends and people I work with, we did take it seriously in the sense of um, pretty much from January, we were like, okay, this is kind of a real deal and was more kind of protective of stuff that was going on and was just a lot more careful. And then since March, you know, start of March, which is very early in the year, it's it's been going on yeah but like you said this the other day as well about this year being kind of scratched off or whatever um but really it isn't like it feels like it now but thinking 10 years or 20 or whenever we will look back and we will think oh that was the year when we were like that and coming back to the zeitgeist um concept this is something that everybody's going going through isn't that weird though that we remember traumatic years more than just average years because the last year i remember like this was 2016 when it was all that horrible stuff was going on and like really lovely celebrities were dying like childhood heroes and all of this kind of stuff was happening in 2016 um barack obama left us you know just really traumatic shit that really happened and that's what you remember. You remember the traumatic years more than the the good. Like you remember good moments from years. Like I can say, oh, this this was great in twenty seventeen, or this was great in twenty fourteen. But you remember whole years as being bad, and I think that is more of a maybe it's a British sensibility. I don't know about you, but like we love misery in this country. No, no. For one, for once, I'm going to reject that. Uh, it's not. It is not you guys uh, doing things in a special way. Um sorry. Damn it. Other other people had empires too. <laughs> <laughs> Ottoman. Not anymore. I meant the Spanish, like the sun never said. Oh fuck that. Um <laughs> sorry. I apologize. I do not stand with that. Um but I think that so I'm I'm kind of trying to get hope up out of this. The fact that we remember Max, Sorry. the fact that we remember bad things in a clearer way than good things is again our brain trying to help us survive because it, you receive lessons from the bad things that help you prepare for future bad occasions. Thank you, God. Um, but the good things are kind of useless. It's like art. It's kind of useless. It's fun and nice and beautiful, but useless to survival. Yeah, Thanks, no, I think that's true. I think that's weirdly a beautiful way of looking at time and horrible things that have gone on in the world. Thank you. You're welcome. Anytime. But I've always been fascinated by the kind of movement of time and, and how it's kind of perceived by people for sure. Um, and yeah, it's that kind of time perception. And I wonder... I'm very curious because we always talk about in this podcast how things are going to be afterwards and it it's slotting back into that routine of, you know, come September, come October, will I just do my commute back and forth to work and then I'll meet up with people like you in the evenings and then do stuff on the weekends, you know, will it just go back to that slot or will that be, will you have more appreciation for your own personal time and personal worth and your own personal time? Mm. I think we we discussed this as well in the introverts and ep- extroverts episode, where we are all kind to learn to we are all kind of learning to live with ourselves, and I hope that's a skill we keep at some point. I mean, I'm I'm really being optimistic here because I will be desperate to go out and meet anyone, um, <laughs> or or not, or 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 it will be more like, look, I actually had fun here reading my book on surveillance capitalism and data bias excellent books um and maybe i want to keep some of that so i don't i mm, i think i'm being optimistic sorry it's okay Um, we're like yin and yang i'm very pessimistic at the moment and then you can be optimistic okay okay that's new Mm. um but i think that we will be keeping some of these things but we will not keep be keeping this same sense of time like at some point when things return to normal 
to the new normal. Um, we like awesome. we laugh. Sorry. Yes. Can Go we on. get rid of the term new normal? I don't think we can. We're trying, but I don't think we can. Okay, for everyone listening to this podcast, please, for the love of God, get the term new normal out of your vocabulary and I've replace heard the new it. Norm? I re- no, no, fuck that. No. I beg you <laughs> to replace it with, like, I don't know, the new opportunity or something. Because oh, well, I hate that. No, norm. no, the new normal just perceives that we're just going to do the same as we did before, just slightly differently. Like, at least take this opportunity, this moment as an opportunity to grow and change and make actual difference in the world. The new normal just sounds like such a weak excuse to do the exact same shit you were doing before. So it's something that very irritates me to no end. Yeah, me too. Me, me too, but actually... Sorry. I'm going to disagree. Oof. Um, but actually, I think that normal is whatever we do every day, right? And whatever we do every day is probably going to change. Good thing, because I bought cute masks. Um, so th- this is kind of what we're referring to, like the whatever is going to be after. Maybe we can just change it to the new whatever. Would that Maybe, but like, I don't know. The new normal implies to me that everything is kind of the same, just with a s- couple of tweaks, like someone wears a mask or we stand further apart from each other. Which, as someone who takes a train on a daily basis, I'm not opposed to. But it's also the (laughs) sense of, if that's the only change that comes from this, and it's not because we've seen in London this weekend, when they relaxed laws and people went out drinking, they just did whatever the hell they wanted and everything just went back to normal. That is what, you know, you just have such an opportunity. Do you remember back in March... And you never see these stories anymore when people are talking about, oh, the the Venice Canal is clearer, smog has been lifted over LA. Do you remember that? Nature is healing. Nature is healing. That lasted all of two minutes. Yes, it did. It really did. And I was just like, well, that was a nice moment for a second. But like, can we go back to that for a second instead of like going back to Weatherspoons and making out with Carol in the corner for like, (laughs) please, I beg you. Sorry, Carol. Sorry, Carol. It's not against you. <laughs> no. Um, but speaking of the new normal, um, I think we are we ready to go into the new language thing? Please do. Sorry, I went on a bit of a rant at the end there. Language. I got, got really upset for no reason. I'll be cheery in the language <laughs> section, I promise. Or not. I don't think you would. Um, okay, so Free. ready yourself because we're going to talk about uh, new terms that okay. we have been seeing, okay? So, language also changes with human circumstance, correct? As Ortega y Gasset said, I am me and my circumstance. Okay, not even circumstances, like the the single circumstance that I'm living through now. This is what makes the self. Um, This is a pretty big circumstance we are all going through. And language, thank you. And language is changing accordingly. So why, why does language change really? It's a mechanism, again, to help us cope with whatever we're going through. Now, in this situation, we don't have the very key tool of being close to other people and sharing actual physical experiences. So we are making that up with language. So example, you can't be sad and your friend is sad and you go give them a hug. Instead, you create a new idiom, a new element of language that helps you sort of share an experience that you can't share physically. I think that's really sweet, actually, that humans look for a physical experience together um, mm. to cope with life. So, oh. The old elbow touch. Yes. Um, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, yes, that is really sweet. That it really, you know, unites souls. I remember when we did touch. that ironically, I went to an event just before lockdown happened, I was doing filming at an event at the Excel, and I was meeting people, and they're like, "Oh, should we do the old, uh, the the old elbow?" Nut? It was like ironic that we were doing it. Oh, I, I like, remember trying to do that, and the other guy went like, "Oh no, we're hugging," and I was like, "Oh, we're hugging, sure." Um, we should not from me. have been, yeah. Filthy Sorry, people. I I don't think I ever gave you an elbow touch though. No, you didn't. No, I didn't. Oh, it was a more innocent time. So language. 
Uh, new, new idioms are created sort of to bring together this experience that we're lacking right now. Um, it can also go wrong, like only yesterday, the, I believe it was the Merriam-Webster dictionary recognized, are you sitting, irregardless as a word. You know what? what? I'm going to fight people on this. I have no issue. I am an editor-in-chief and I have no issues with the word irregardless. Fight what? me. What? I will. Please do. Okay. So, irregardless. Like, they have this this whole concept of a word isn't a word until it's, it's said. And um, T.S. Eliot invented frustrating and Shakespeare made up a whole sort of crew of words and that is fine with me. But irregardless is plainly wrong. It's not just invented. It's just wrong. Like, you have regardless for exactly what you mean to say and you're putting IR in front because you don't care enough to look it up. Language is beautiful and it evolves and I fully support the evolution of language. Not for all of us. For <laughs> some of us, language is a bitch. First of all, the English language can go die in a hole because it's a horrible language. It makes no, no. sense whatsoever. Oh, I love English. No, it's horrible. No, no, it isn't. It's really flexible. It's very nice. And it's my third. I know. You're so smart. It hurts me sometimes. No. Okay. Um, okay, so aside from the tragedy of irregardless, I will die on this hill. I'm going to work right. in at least three times in this podcast. Okay. Like as they say in Spain, you wouldn't say that to me in the street. And in Spanish, please? <laughs> Eso no me lo dices en la calle. Beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. Um, right. So the new staples that we see now as we speak in our day-to-day, -day, right? How many times before this you had said quarantine? Mostly in like 28 days later. How many times have I personally? Yes, how many? Like twice. Okay. Now there's actual songs about it. It's a great song. It's Spanish trap. It's about like, do I love you? Or is it because I haven't seen anyone in 40 days? Back when it was 40. Not okay. 107. Uh, yeah. So, quarantine, lockdown, masks. How many times did you say mask? Like outside of superheroes before this? Well, personally, as a wrestling fan and someone who's very into oh, yeah. lucha libre culture, I said it yeah. quite a lot. So, mm. I'm the wrong person to ask. Okay. So, other people? Other people, rarely. Rarely. Rarely, yes. Me, I like barely ever. I promise. I never. Um, well, I did use to go to protests when I was young and cool. Um, so, but now we have all this list of new things that we say, like, for example, I'm going to read you mine, okay? Okay. Okay, key workers, how many times? Quite, yeah, quite a lot, quite a lot. No, what? Not before this. Like Not before, before no, 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 no. Oh, sorry, you mean before this? Never, mm -hmm. yes, never I do in mean my life. Isolation, not so many. Yeah. Sheltering in place. Never. Never, I know, because it's actually really absurd. Like this one. It literally means you're standing in one place, just yes, it does. hiding from people. Yes. I mean, you could say that you're sheltering in place in a bunker, in a you know nuclear apocalypse. But as, aside from that, not many. Um, next, quarantine and chill. Never. I never. never even said Netflix and chill because it makes me physically sick. Me neither. And it feels like quarantine and chill is for people breaking lockdown. <laughs> And Don't we're do not it, okay guys. with those people. <laughs> no thanks. So also, oh, 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 I also have a really cool one in Cockney rhyming slang, mm -hmm. which is not at all my culture. Um, Miley Cyrus, which means coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> I never believe it, Terry. He went, up the, he went up the apple and pears, and he got himself to Miley Cyrus. Who knew it? <laughs> It is, does it does it speak to your soul? It does. Um, there is also among all these neologisms, which again neologisms are terms created to like speak to particular circumstances. Um, Covidio party. I have never had one. I wish my friends would have thought of it. You're gonna have to explain that to mm. one to me. Covidio. It's like COVID and video. Oh, Max. so like if we were to have a Zoom party, it would be yes. a video party. Yes, it's what, what you and I call a Skype. Ah, yes. Yes, Wh which why Skype again? Like I'm going back to, I think it was the first episode. Why Skype? Why Skype? 
Yeah, no, indeed. I feel like we just like to buck the rules, and you and me are like, nah, let's not do Zoom, let's do Skype. Do you want to do Google Hangouts? Oh, no, I don't. It'd be fully uncool. Do you want to do Duo? No. No. <laughs> no, I do not. No, thanks. Um, oh, my God, I think you can now video call on Facebook. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> and, and then, okay, my, my last and least favorite one. Stay alert. What the fuck does that mean? Like, alert to what? By the way, that was uh, Boris Johnson's first major announcement during lockdown was to stay alert. Like, literally, you could spot coronavirus. Like, don't fall asleep. Guys, keep your head on a swivel. <laughs> Two-party system. Someone watching your, your six at all times. <laughs> Navy SEAL style. <laughs> Duck and cover. Like, fucking Oh, yeah. I uh, I don't think I can. Boris, like I'm, I'm, I already have high anxiety. I don't think I can be more alert <laughs> without a heart attack. No, but sure. But I'll do my best, mate. I'll do my best, mate. Mate. He calls his prime minister. <laughs> That's what I say for people I really <laughs> dislike as a person. Oh, do you? Okay. When you're gonna get into a fight with someone, you talk. You talking? What are you saying, mate? What are you saying? Yeah, it does sound really aggressive. I have personally never been called mate. But I wish I had. Have you ever been in a fight? I have not. There you go. Do we are we counting my brothers when we were very little and I was taller but, than them? No. The... No. Okay. So no, I have never. <laughs> and then I have this other thing to say. Mm. Okay. I actually have several things. I'm really invested in this. Uh, do have you have you seen the term COVID idiot? Yes, I actually follow a subreddit of Covidiot, and it makes me No, angry. you don't. You follow Covidiot. Why you say Covidiot when it was right there? It was so easy. Wait, what are you talking about? Covidiot is the correct way of doing it. Mm, yes, but some people are saying Covidiot. They're idiots, Dan. Yes, I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm fully aware. I hate it. Covidiot. Yeah, exactly. It was right there. But there's a subreddit of Covidiots, and it's... um. Probably my favorite thing at the moment, where... Well, it's not. Like, I, I view it and I laugh at people who are, like, flouting lockdown rules. I'm like, <laughs> you're going to get sick or infected with people, and I get sad. Yeah, you start... It starts funny and gets sad. Like, so many things in life. Exactly. It's, uh... Welcome to lockdown. But co yeah. Covidiots is... What was that post where I saw a, you sent me an article that had an image attached to it where it was like, if you can read this, you're a COVID idiot, go home. And I was just like, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. Just like. Yay me. Don't. No, I don't know. No, just not. Just, just don't. don't. Just don't. Just <laughs> I, like, I feel like I could sum everything into this podcast. Every single episode, which just don't. Just no. Stop don't. It. Just don't. <laughs> should we have, should we have named this podcast? Just, just don't. Just I don't. think we should have. Season two. Yeah. Are we there yet? The just don't experience. <laughs> just, no. <laughs> the just don't experience is just going to be you and yeah. me going like, no. Just no. stop it. Babe, just no. no. <laughs> Babe. And <laughs> um, I have more things. I know you do. Um, of course I do. I, I Like I always do. Um, there's the term quarantines. I welcome the new generations that have been conceived um, among these people who are quarantining with someone they can have babies with. So we're talking 2036, we're going to have quarantine babies. Yes. Okay. Yes. 2033, oh, quarantine babies. 2033. Okay. Yes. I, I will welcome them and like give them bad advice. Do you, th I, I think we mentioned this in a previous episode, but do you think there are going to be relationships where. There's going to be that, how did you guys first meet? And then the literal response is going to be, oh, we're a quarantine couple. And everyone's going to go, oh. Yes, I do. Because there's that whole, like, oh, we met online. Oh, we're a we met on Tinder. There's, like, those different, you know, versions of mm -hmm. taboo dating. And then there's going to be that, oh, yeah, we're a quarantine couple. And everyone's going to go, so tell me the story. Yeah. What, 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 what rules did you break to make that happen? And then I have... Okay, two more things. Mm. So first, instant reaction, please, to the term surf the wave. Confusion. Surf the second wave. Sadness. 
<laughs> Surfed away. Okay. I yeah, have. I, I know people in my life that are. Okay. Surfing away, I presume, means just go along with the flow. It used to. What does it mean now? We're all going to be in second lockdown. Mm. Which works yeah. for us because we get a second season. Yay! Yay! I am like, but we're going to, we are doing a second season, like, regardless. Regardless, it started with an R. Yeah, irregardless, guys, we're doing a second uh, season. Don't worry don't about do it. This to me. Don't worry don't about know. it. Oh my God. I'm getting sadder. I will cry. It's okay, I can't see your face, it's fine. You will, though. And mm. like, I will do so many, lots of crying. So many selfies. Looking really sad. Okay, so riding the second wave. Is surfing, it's sporty. Surfing, it's a sporty sorry. term. It's uh okay, troubling, troubling sentence nonetheless. But one thing, sorry, what was your your other points? Because that makes me sad. So I hope your next point. Picks next me up. point, it, yeah. it's still about language and me getting pissed off at things. Mm-hmm. So at first, when people said Corona, I didn't like it. I didn't tell anyone because I thought it was going to be really unpopular. People were going through trauma and like you do what you have to do. Your brain does what it has to do to survive. But Corona, I didn't feel like it needed a nickname. We were not friends to give it a nickname. I was going full coronavirus. I was never shortening it. And then it went down to COVID and then cough. Yeah. And then it was up, Who C-Dog? Says cough? <laughs> <laughs> Is cough like brov? <laughs> sup, brov? What's up, cough? <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> um, so, yes, Corona. No, n- n- I'm not with it. I- I'm just not giving it a nickname. So you go full coronavirus every single time? Yes, and it's re- at great personal cost. No, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Um, and it is a... Because it was only introduced in February or March. You might have to correct me because I only read the articles quickly. February or March it was introduced as the official term, but we knew February. about it since pretty much November. November was the first time we yes, knew we about it. Yes, but we didn't believe it. Like I remember listening to the Today program on the BBC in the morning, and they said coronavirus is in China, it's in Wuhan, and I was like, sure, like you know, another emergency that happens elsewhere, and literally didn't know that it would happen in this very room. Also, can I say fuck you to a lot of media outlets who haven't been doing it a lot, but every now and again they've been picking up news stories which are irrelevant and they've been doing it in the sense of scaremongering and it's not cool what they've been doing. Like the bubonic plague. Exactly. Like, oh, they've discovered, you know, people in China have been suffering from bubonic plague to this human contact. It's like, yes, mate, that's been happening for like five years or so. Yes, mate. That's how they kind of, you know, it's a consumption issue. Very remote areas of China that that's been happening. Also, there was another virus, which is highly dangerous to humans, that's transported by animals, again, from China. But they were reporting like, oh, this looks like a dangerous thing that could get out. And again, scaremongering. Stop that. Stop that right now. My original point in the first episode of fact-checking, journalists, stop scaremongering. It's not cool. It's not clever. doesn't make you look pretty. Stop it. <gasps> that was deadly. I loved it. Hated it. Yeah. No, it was, it's really bad, though. Like, at this point, you wake up, you read the news, and you go, okay, bubonic plague, that, that's cool. Um, stabbings, that's also great. Um, you know deaths everywhere like i i don't think we can live on a diet that's steadily bad news that is in fact being created why because it sells because anxiety sells i know because like i buy it um and it's not great wow sorry yeah (laughs) yeah no i hear that um it's not great and i think all of us should be making a better effort to sort of as we are saying about the, the brain trying to survive, everyone, let's try to make an effort and be on the side of our brain and sort of try to, oh, I'm going to say something awful, try to believe in the best because otherwise like our mental health is going to suffer and we know this and I think we're going to talk about this in the next episode, yes? Oh, yes. Yeah. Huh. Um, so let's try to keep the anxiety in check. I'm telling this myself. And not fall for all that. Exactly. Irregardless of your viewpoints in politics. I hated that. 
I hate that. It was really bad. Never, no. Or media. You know, no. take stuff from a subjective standpoint and, you know, delve into it a little bit further because I saw those headlines and I panicked. By the way, you've got like two more coming. So, regardless of how you view things mm. in the media, you've got, that was a free one. You've got to, <laughs> you know, research the facts because I saw those stories and I had like a little panic as well. And you just got to delve into it a little bit further and realize that it's not all doom and gloom. But at the moment, would you say that we're kind of recreating lexicons of language to explain stuff easier. Like, there's a lot of unprecedented times at the moment. <laughs> um, and, you know, look at it recently with Brexit. Brexit, we invented a whole language of words which seem very normal right now. Brexiteer, that's not a word. Brigret. Brigret. Bramain. Mm -hmm. I just went bruh at the start of everything. <laughs> bruh. Does it work? It was really easy. To, it was right there. It wasn't that I feel like there was a smarter tactic to take, but we seem to be we're facing lots of new challenges and the way to get it to stick into people's memories is to create new words around it. To continue words of like, oh, there's a political turmoil between Britain and Europe. Doesn't doesn't really flow off the tongue, does it? Oh, there's a, a widespread epidemic or pandemic of, of a virus. Doesn't really it's not it's not tweetable, it's not hashtagable. So uh, you come up with these words. Yeah, but it's not so bad if you see it as the way of humans, which like poor humans, right? We are, we are sensitive and weak in general, like in universal terms, and we are trying to get closer to each other when we can't physically get closer to each other. And I think like I give a tiny high five for that because in, a, in an unconscious sense, we are trying to make the best of it. Mm -hmm. oh, and yeah. also, um, since you're talking about you know, creating new language, for example, this coronavirus it has created a, it has created a language. Other diseases we have seen in the past, like the Black Death and the plague and the I don't know the Spanish flu and AIDS or whatever else, they have created names for diseases, and they were all very very deadly and very tragic. But this one it has created. And a new zeitgeist. It has created, in a sense, it has created a way for all of us to be connected to each other. Now, this has been heavily based on social media and like, oh, I'm going to say this. Thank you, social media, for bringing us closer. Yeah. I'm so sorry, but like without it, we would have been so much more isolated. Mm. Yeah, completely. Without having that kind of communication element, I would have gone stir crazy. I know. Well, yeah, everyone's going a bit stir crazy. But imagine without it. Imagine if we couldn't text or Skype or like speak. I don't know. We would have been so far away. And I think that this is a, I'm saying this as a good thing to kind of end the episode. We do have something on our side. We can still be close to people through language, through our shared perception of time, we still have shared experiences, even when everyone is staying in their home. If you are not, go fuck yourself. <laughs> if you're raving, he must I will be never mad not. at you. Yeah, fuck that. That's her go-to question if she dates you. She's going to be like, no. did you go for a rave over the past mm -hmm. couple of months? If you Don't say yes, me. game over, man. Not a friend of mine. Not a friend of mine. You're very true, though. Like... This is a big bonus of, and we spoke about this when we talked about the media consumption episode. Um, we're very thankful to have everything we have now in terms of communication and what we get to talk about. Yes, it led to conspiracy theories in another episode about 5G and all that kind of other stuff, but you know, mm. those people that listen to the podcast, so it's fine. But for us normal people, it's um, it's been good that we've been able to communicate and have this. It's been able to strengthen bonds. It's been able to strengthen relationships. And it's just given a new sense of purpose between people, which is really nice. I know. And we are doing the best we can. We are. We and are this is what people do. People. Yeah, they, exactly. You reconnect. Regardless of, I think even regardless of oh, if we had wildlife. <laughs> <laughs> you heard what, my dear? Regardless. Regardless. Love it. I'm saving it. Um, mm. But you're right. You got to connect with people and talk about things. Um, oh, you made me a thought now. No, I have you. It's the, it's the same. 
Like we are all very much connected in the zeitgeist. Yes. We are all living with the same thing. But that was what I was going to say. I also think that regardless, ha, people mm. think that... Um, sorry, I get so excited about that word. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, um, people adapt and survive no matter what. You know, people, even if we didn't have internet, say COVID somehow knocked out the entire wireless Wi-Fi system. It was like some kind of weird Godzilla virus. Knock wood. We still would have survived. And people overcome and people find ways to entertain and amuse themselves. Like, yes, obviously I'd miss people like yourself and being able to have that connection, but there would still be something else that we'd be able to connect with. And we wouldn't prepare it though, would we? God no. God no, it'd be horrendous. So okay, so we have to be already thankful. We are thankful, but what I what I'm saying is that people will survive no matter what. And they'll find ways to entertain themselves and find ways to communicate and find ways to convey how they're feeling and what they want, whether it's with someone who's over a text message or over a Skype conversation. If mm -hmm. that didn't exist, it would be some stranger in the village that they could kind of have that conversation with. Yeah, in fact, um, there is this ancient technology. Do you know about it? Hmm. There is this ancient artifact that is, it is known in some languages as a book. Such a shit. <laughs> not sorry. Not apologizing. But it you know what? Read Thank more. you to this lockdown because I, I think I've been reading more in the past four months than I've been reading for quite a while. Like, I love reading. I adore it. But there was always, you know, I'd have a book that I'd read on my commute and it would take ages to read. At the moment, I've gone through like 20, 30 books minimum. Uh -huh. Like, it's just been fabulous to kind of have this time to just consume written media, which is, I think, uh, a long lost cause. Yay, language. I read novellas, so it doesn't count, Ines. That's not impressive. It does. It does count. It too. doesn't count. It's like, it does so. it's an afternoon for a child. But uh... it, mm, <laughs> Yes, if it's up for like existential despair. Which I always am, everybody. I always am. Yay. Do you oh, have any hopefully. final thoughts on language and speech? Yeah, I, I actually kind of a conclusion. I think that both things are essential to how we live our life, like the words we put to our experiences and the timelines that we measure these experiences by. And I think that both are being heavily affected by this. And I would just like to let everyone with the final message of both time and language even though they feel weird, they are signs of our brains, you know, our like sensitive, weak and intelligent brains trying to make the best of it. B-E-A, beautiful, love that. My final two cents would be, if you are struggling with kind of time and relative understanding of what's going on and how you're finding things fitting into your normal life routine is very key even if your routine has been disturbed get some form if you if you're noticing a spiral like if you're coping fine and it's just like whatever i go to bed at like one instead of 11 that's not really an issue but if you're if you're actually struggling in terms of like functioning on a day-to-day -day basis your sleep pattern is all messed up all those kind of things just try and get into a routine you know break that habit get up in the morning something as simple as having a coffee i'm not going to say go work mm -hmm. out but have a coffee have a shower have a shower get changed get changed is very important for people who mm -hmm. stuff on that stuff re you know do a bit of reading just have a technology disconnect for a while and just slowly build up a routine it doesn't have to be like okay tomorrow i'm gonna work out for four hours and then eat a healthy lunch and then do it no build up baby steps if you are kind of struggling with the time kind of disconnect of stuff just very slowly over a couple of weeks and you'll start to feel better and you'll start to feel more enriched in yourself and that would kind of be my mm -hmm. advice personally and at some point it will be over like, it's it will not be now over. but it will be over exactly and you could have a beautiful covid relationship or covid babies whatever whatever what kind of comes with this what you got it before quarantine quarantines Quarantine couple. Quarantine couple. Get yourself one. Okay. <laughs> They're everywhere. <laughs> They're very easy to find. Great. Find someone in Australia. It will be great. 
Yeah, time difference is great. They're asleep, you're awake, you can get on with your day, no distractions. Highly hey. recommend it. <laughs> so, irregardless of what's oh. going on in your life, <laughs> make sure you do take care of yourself and um, be caught, be very conscious of what's going on in terms of time and how you're managing it, because that's very important. And, you know, just understand the language that's being spoken, because there are a lot of di diuretics that are being spoken about what's going on. And it's just kind of deciphering that a little bit and understanding it better for you and what kind of fits in your narrative. So, yeah. And give a moment of appreciation to the brain. It's doing its best. It's doing its best. We're making it very hard, but it's doing its best. <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> So that is the end of our bonus episode. We hope you enjoyed it. Uh, we'd love to hear your comments and thoughts on how you're experiencing time and everything that's going on at the moment. Are you getting confused and lost in days and hours? And how are you kind of building a routine from there? You can join the conversation at AWTY2020 on Twitter. That's AWTY2020 on Twitter. You can also email us at AWTY.2020 at gmail.com if you want to have a more in-depth conversation. You can even say who you want to talk to. I won't take it personally. Ines is lovely to talk to. Okay. We'll be back next week with a new episode talking about mental health. And we have an expert who is going to talk you through how to... We don't want to just say, like, this is mental health and this is what's going on. We want to focus on how you can connect with yourself and improve that momentum better. So we have a special guest coming on of how you can kind of recenter yourself and understand what's going on and just have a little bit more peace over what's coming over the next couple of months. And even if we have a second wave, she can help with that as well. I'm very much looking forward to this episode. It's something that's very near and dear to my heart. So um, be prepared for a two-parter, by the way. Uh, I'm very much looking forward to that. And then after that, ladies and gentlemen, it's the final, final episode of season one where we review everything that's been going on. Please share this podcast with friends and family if you have enjoyed it. Leave the five-star review, share it around, tell your friends and neighbors from a safe distance. <laughs> and we'll be back next week with another episode. Thank you very much for joining us. Please subscribe. Please connect. We love hearing from you. My name is Max. My wonderful co-host is Ines. Ines, you've done an absolute splendid job on this <laughs> Thank episode. Thank you, Adore it to no end. Have a great week. We'll speak to you soon. Goodbye and good night. Good night, guys. <laughs>